Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. Hey, I'm Zach and I co-host the Iron Horse of Coaster Podcasts. Hey, I'm Ben and I'm the faggot co-host of said podcast. Wow, putting it all out there, Ben. I mean, you just gotta be really upfront with people nowadays. That's fair. I agree. And it's it's 2019. Why not? Well, goddamn. Uh, let's talk about what is on the menu tonight. What are you drinking? Um, I'm actually still sick, so uh, just dabs. No alcohol for tonight. You know what? I think I might join you. Yeah, okay. I'm feeling you, bud. Yeah, there's just too much drinking over the weekend. Um, the kind where you just feel really bad about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I was on another trip, so I didn't really uh, drink anything this weekend. So I'm also sipping on a Kona Brewing Company longboard. That's better than uh, the last week one. What was the last week one? It was like a shock top. Or no, that was a while back, but yeah. No hams or something. Shakwa Top was like the first one. You're calling back way back. I try to drink something different every week. But at some point, I'm going to keep cycling through my regular cheap beers. Case in point, I got some PBR right next to me. Hey, but if you're like, you know, 23 and you want to be trendy, it's great. It's the gold. Especially at a house party When you're 23 at a house party And you bring that shit, yeah Too true, too true Alright, so we got some news to cover Why don't we get to it Darien Lake is getting a big tax break To help with building their new water ride And the funny thing is like I don't even know How that could be like a thing Um, That's kind of funny And also fucked up yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing: is like Darien Lake has got to go to like the city or whatever local municipal government and convince them that there's going to be enough revenue and like enough of an economic boost in their area. Kind of like when you know the NFL builds a stadium, although they don't make the municipality pay for the rides at Six Flags. Mm-hmm. I think it's just funny because the park's been there for so long. Like, it's like a new development. Well, of course, they got six flags behind them, so they're like, corporate's like, okay, get those tax breaks. Anything you can. Negotiate. Shit, what if, but what if that keeps six flags afloat? Like, what if, like, they got, you know, like, someone behind who's like, so pro-business that they're just gonna start pulling like shit like that i mean it could be dude i like that is cost cutting to an extent like now there's a donald trump running six flags basically (laughs) i mean so it's gonna be like really scary for theme parks but maybe like really insanely like crazy shit might happen cedar fair purchasing and all that yeah, just trying to spend a whole lot of money and then save money other places. They're like, all right, can we negotiate tax cuts from any municipality anywhere? Darian Lake's like, hold my beer. Well, shit, maybe, um, all right, I'm a little excited for Six Flags Parks now. 
we're going to see what happens, man. It might go crazy. Who knows? So um, Disney Skyliner, open for a week, had a collision. Uh, it's now closed. Congratulations, Disney. I don't know. It's just, it's sad and funny. Well, people were stuck up there for hours. Oh, I didn't even realize people were actually on it, <clears throat> like stuck like that. But I guess that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, people were stuck for hours. There was a a picture that this, like, there was a notepad, I guess, in this emergency kit. And some kid drew a picture of the Skyliner and it said, like, why did you do this to us, Disney? <laughs> if that was sincere, that's so sad. But great meme. Well, next up, um, a theme park is being planned for Houston, and the who knows if it's going to actually happen or not. Um, there's like no theme park there now, except for like the two boardwalk parks. But Houston's just kind of a shithole. I'm sorry if you live there. I'm sure it's great, just. If you're not from there and you have to visit it, it's like, whoa. I've never been. I was just in Texas for the first time ever in my life, other than that one layover that you and I had there on that California trip in 09. It's basically traffic on top of, like, frying pans of roads because they're so fucking wide. A bunch of humidity, like 100 degrees, 100% humidity. And, uh, like, that's pretty much it. You go from restaurant to restaurant, air conditioning to air conditioning. It's, like, not fun. Did you ever get to Astro World? No, I did not. Me neither. Well, maybe they'll have another park. I mean, they could, they could, definitely, uh, they could definitely use one. That's, like, the ultimate interstate city. And so it seems like it'd be a good spot for an interstate park. Like, uh, well, shit, most of the parks are like that, I guess. Yeah, a lot of them are just, like, right off the interstate, but, like, that makes for a good, you know, spot. Well, anyway, um, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure was forced to close after being overrun by bees. Bees? Bees! Bees? (laughs) I'm surprised that wasn't written in there. No, you know, sometimes the best the best of it just flows cuz I I had already used that joke on all the social media. Which easy plug right here, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, your favorite coaster sucks. Go ahead, give us a follow whatever platform you use. Bees, dude. We were talking about bees in our first fucking episode. Bees are a hot topic right now. I mean, who the hell wants bees? Nobody, but you need them. Well, actually, we need honeybees, but like wasps, the hornets and shit, no. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, But yeah, this was bees, so they couldn't like just like take a lighter and a can of Lysol. Like they do at the Six Flags parks. (laughs) (laughs) They just send like a 14-year-old out like, yeah, here's an aerosol can and a lighter. (laughs) But this is like a toilet disinfectant. Yeah, it's more flammable. Just don't get in your eyes. This is Axe body spray. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it's the only thing we had sitting around in the storage shed. It was like, it's like, who's got a lighter? And some kids like I do. All right, we got a special project for you. Go look in the lost and found for X body spray. Ugh, some of those scents like still haunt me. Um, Phoenix. Yeah, I forget the name of the one that I used to wear. But yeah, that weird time when like that was a thing that people did. <sighs> it's because those ads. Yeah. Those ads were like, use this body spray and chicks will throw themselves at you. And said it. It just made you gay. <laughs> it never worked. <laughs> it never worked. I was always hoping that that's what would happen when I used that shit, but it never worked. Yeah, I never got laid from the from the axe. No, I mean, I don't think when axe body spray was actually a thing that you might try and use to get laid, it ever worked for me because I didn't have game like that. I can't. I don't. I didn't have enough game at that time to just play off Axe body spray like it was enough. Right. Just don't spray your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I sprayed my nuts with Axe once. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was like 13. I thought it's what you're supposed to do. All the parts. Axe balls. Oh shit. Yeah, that dad was good. Oh, yeah, we're recording a podcast. Shit. Yeah, next news story is on you. Man, I'm really high. I I could not figure that out. (laughs) All right, so Disneyland installed kiosks for FastPass distribution in Tomorrowland. uh, Phasing out the paper FastPasses. Yeah, I think they're probably going to get rid of those paper FastPasses. I think they got that, like, MaxPass now or something. Well, doesn't it? I mean, doesn't your ticket come on a wand? Or the the, the uh, bracelet thing, or is that just for like annual passes? I don't know if they do that in California as much. That's definitely an Orlando thing, but I don't know if they do that in California. I honestly haven't been to a Disney park in fuck ten years. Shit, it's been that long. Eh, whatever. Same. Last time we went to Disneyland back in 09. That was the last time I went to a Disney park. We've done good. Well, speaking of Disneyland, they have a Spider-Man attraction planned, which will let guests shoot webs out of their wrist, which is great news because I only know how to shoot webs out of one place. I, I'm i surprised they did this um, just because like of all the open doors it would have for jokes. I'm assuming it's like probably a VR web, or maybe they just give you a can of silly, silly string or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like those old toys. <laughs> they found like a they found like a giant uh, loot of them in China, and they're like, "What the fuck are we gonna do with these?" It was kind of like getting like a box of junk after a divorce, like there's some lawsuit or buyout or whatever and like so then they agreed to get these giant crates shipped to them of spider web silly string launchers they're like all right order some industrial street sweepers <laughs> we'll turn them into ride vehicles <laughs> karen got fired for that decision <laughs> uh so hey good news for rob alvey the san antonio zoo is opening a starbucks 
Not to put that in my back pocket. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. <laughs> well, you know, the man needs a Starbucks. Doesn't matter if there's a hurricane or a typhoon. Was he ever open about his order? Like what, what his like, uh, go-to coffee drink is? That's a good question. Like, what what is it that he needed so badly from Starbucks? Because I'd like to know, as a former barista... <laughs> I bet he never tipped. Oh, I'm sure he didn't. And he probably demands that his name be spelled with two B's on the cup. <laughs> What's your name? Rob? With two B's? <laughs> or he... Or you know what? Actually, better yet, he probably... Um... Whatever he does, he probably ha- buys his own sleeves, and then he writes his own shit on the sleeves, and then puts it on the cup for his photos. Shout out to at Starbucks. Theme park review loves ya. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it makes sense, like, because I remember, I think there was a photo where it showed two bees on the cup, on his order. Oh, wait, there's that card, though, right? All right. I'll have to investigate on that one. Because if it's what I think it was, that's funny as shit. All right, well, let's get a follow-up on that next week. Does Rob... There we go. Coaster conspiracy idea. Does Rob put two Bs on his Starbucks cup? Intentionally. I'm going with yes, but you do some exploration, and we're going to premiere that new segment soon. In the meantime, the former Hard Rock Park site has been sold, and there is now some activity happening there. Probably not going to be another park. It'd be a cute spot for some shopping malls. Did you make it there when it was open? No, I never went there. It didn't look interesting. Because at the time, um, I mean, the nearest park was Carowinds, right? Carowinds is, like, only a few hours away. I was supposed to go there with, uh, with a couple friends of ours. Yeah. And... It closed the week before. So we went to Six Flags Over Georgia, Wild Adventure, and Carowinds instead. And there was a big-ass fair that we stopped at, too. Had a couple coasters. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that year... I mean, because like back then, if I were to go to visit, it was kind of like you'd go to Carowinds and Hard Rock Park. But that's when Carowinds wasn't that interesting, and that was before, you know, the last few rides so i think i just never was interested in visiting well like we ended up going to carowinds instead of hard rock park because they closed it was going to be either or because that's how our friend had booked the trip yeah and uh since they were closed we went to carowinds and ended up meeting up with a bunch of gap members it was an official gap meetup we made the banner Plug in the gap. Oh, man. Yeah, I'll plug the gap because, you know, I'd love to see a revival over there. That would actually be kind of funny if it happened. I'm for it. Ghettoassparadise.com. Um, okay. SeaWorld may have lied to investors about the impact of the film Blackfish. I mean, I guess, I don't know. It seems like you would have to lie at some point to get away with that. So, eh, not surprised. Me neither because, like... That had a huge impact. Mm-hmm. But of course, the CEO who was there at that time is long gone. Right. He's probably like, yeah, it's like the third generation of CEO. It happened so long ago, they're like, we don't know. Now probably the CEO of like some mid-range plastic 
manufacturing distribution thing in like I don't know Georgia. <laughs> yeah, well, that's SeaWorld's been flipping through CEOs, so you know, wouldn't surprise me. So, uh, twenty thousand dollars worth of ride pieces were stolen from Peter Pan's flight and the haunted mansion at Walt Disney World. Holy shit! The first thing that popped in my head was how Rob Alvey got arrested. So, like, some friends of ours did a background check and learned that Rob was arrested for stealing from Universal and selling the items on eBay. So, uh... Yeah, I mean... Look out, Rob Alvey. (laughs) They figured it out. I mean, maybe it is Rob Alvey. He lives in Orlando now. That was the whole motive for the move. (laughs) We're gonna make $20,000 off of some ride pieces. That wouldn't surprise me. That's the whole reason he had his child. (laughs) To, like, crawl around and, like, steal shit. All right, now go sneak in there. (laughs) You remember what what Daddy taught you, Grab? The biggest thing you can carry. (laughs) I mean, man, what if that was true? And, like, Rob gets caught, and we ended up being the first people to, like, bring that up. Then we'd be amazing. We'd be like Hannibal Burris and Bill Cosby. Oh shit, that means that means this podcast would get really derailed. What do you mean? Cuz Hannibal Burris's career was like severely damaged by that at first. Oh really? Oh yeah. Like before he got before he got big though, right? No, 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 no. This was after he was famous and he was just doing stand up. He talked about it and then he had trouble with some like bookings and appearances or whatever oh okay but i think now he's you know recovering from that all right well that was the news for the week um we want to send a thank you to coasterradio.com for featuring us on their show uh thanks a bunch mike and eb and also a thank you to you if you are here because of coasterradio.com and Even if you're not, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Now, time for a fun segment. You know it. I know it. This is the Killer Coaster of the Week. This week's Killer Coaster is Big Thunder Mountain Railroad at Disneyland. It's a fun ride. I I mean... Haven't there been just like a lot of accidents on that ride, actually? I remember it derailed once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Disney is accident prone, you know? I think it's because they tamper with the settings of a ride. Yeah. But yeah, it's not a surprise that this one is on the list. Yeah, like kind of like, um, I think it was something you were saying last week about how, like, the mechanics of Disney rides just don't seem to be that great. I mean, is it, you know, they have this, like, nice uh, facade, and they put a lot of money into that. But, like, maybe they're, yeah, everything just runs like shit. Yeah, well, I think they, like, changed the systems on the ride somehow, or the operations of it. And it just doesn't always work, or rarely does it. But, you know, that's my outsider opinion, just as a guy that worked a couple seasons at an amusement park and really loves rides. Interesting. Anyway, listener questions. Again, nothing this week, but we're coming up with them. You know what? There's always questions to be asked. So here's one. What are your favorite B&Ms? Ben, what is your favorite? What What are your favorite B&Ms? Um, 
I would say off the top of my head, I mean, I think, actually, I think Goliath at Laronde. Good call. Yeah, actually, I would say, like, Goliath at Laronde might be my favorite BNM or uh, Georgia Scorcher or Leviathan. Talon. That's about it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, some solid rides. Um, I really like Kumba's up there. Oh, the, yeah. That's one I forgot. Um, Riddler's Revenge. Mm-hmm. Alpengeist, I really loved a lot. And Apollo's Chariot. And Montu. And, uh, yeah, I think those are my favorite B&Ms. That's a question. We answered it. Uh, if you have other questions, send them to us. Your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com. Um, send them to us on Twitter at coaster your or find your favorite coaster sucks. Same deal for Instagram and on Facebook. Send us your questions. Uh, the page is spelled a little funky. It's your, you are favorite coaster sucks, S U X. So find it, send us a question there. We'll answer it here on the show. And speaking of other things you can do. Give us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. Yeah, give us a rating. We got a review, and we want to send thanks to We Five Freaks for leaving us a five-star review. Thank you so much. And saying, just two dudes shooting the shit about coasters. I like it. Pretty laid back. Thank you so much for the review. We appreciate it. We'll try to keep it up the way we've been doing it. Um, But yeah, please subscribe. Please rate us and uh, review if you can on whatever app you listen to us on. And we appreciate it. We'll give you shouts here. It's time for the Disney Minute. The Disney Minute. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. We're going to go get our tickets and head to Disneyland. We're back at the happiest place on Earth. Disneyland. Welcome, everyone. I'm here today at Disneyland. Today we are going to talk about things we wish we'd known before we went to Disney World. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. An original Disney Plus program will explore the history of Disney rides and parks. Disney patented a new ride system allowing riders to collectively select the outcome of the ride. Illumination Glow was dismantled. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad began construction. The Disney Minute. Alright, so I got a trip report. Yeah, you've been hitting parks. It's weird because... I feel like both of us haven't really hit a lot of parks in the last, like, five years or ten years. Yeah, not really, but, like, it's been a resurgence for me, dude. And I uh, really got to owe that to my girlfriend, Rianne, and I'll give her shouts again in this episode. So, following the whirlwind trip that was our Six Flags St. Louis Frontier City Six Flags Over Texas trip last weekend... This weekend, we drove down to Kings Island, and it was a busy Saturday during Haunt. We got there at about 2.30 in the afternoon, and we managed to get on pretty much everything except for Flight of Fear and the Kitties. 
and we stayed till close. I mean, like, what, you said it was busy, so how long were ride lines? Uh, we waited about 45 minutes for Vortex, about half an hour for the bat. Oh, shit. Yeah, um, we waited about 45 for the beast. Stunt coaster we were able to get on right away because it was down, then reopened. Um, racer we waited about 20 minutes for for each side so like you know fairly busy but it closed at 1 a.m so like that last hour was awesome okay so it did clear out a little bit at the end yeah i suppose i'm you know like when uh when we were younger and going to great america that last hour on sundays was always pretty good and then they kept reducing the hours so much that the last hour didn't mean shit yeah well no it was open till 1 a.m so it's like they have an app, so we were checking the ride time, like the queue times, and like Beast was showing 105 minutes. Now, there's a caveat. I do carry diabetic equipment with me. I had to like get a sign-off from guest services. So the way it works at Kings Island is they give you a return time for Banshee and Mystic Timbers. So I was able to get on both of those about half an hour after I went up to get the the time. Okay. That's actually basically like a free fast pass for being diabetic. Yeah, I mean, essentially, the return times made it very easy to get on those two rides. I mean, Vortex, how is it? Vortex still sucks. It was the thing, like, you know how it is. The, The turns and all the transitions really suck. They're awkward and... But, like, I like roller coasters that simulate car accidents. That's the type of thrill I'm seeking. And that's exactly what aero rides are. It wasn't that bad. It just was awkward. And, I mean, the drop coming off of the brake is so weird. Like, into those corkscrews, it's just so weird. Yeah. It's because, like, aero really couldn't figure out that banking shit. Yeah, no, I mean... I think you called it. They didn't have the technology to do the steel bending properly at that time. So, I mean, I get how some some people, like, really are attached to that ride. They don't want to see it go. But, like, for me, I have no actual attachment to it. It looks cooler than it is. Since I was there, I was glad I was able to ride it again before it was gone. Yeah, I think, like, I mean, it. yeah, like, as parks keep removing rides, it's actually to the point where I mean there's literally going to be a complete era of rides that are just not going to be standing that's going to happen very shortly so yeah I mean they're old they don't really run that great and they can't be maintained as well because Arrow's out of business I want to say Morgan is actually doing a lot of uh, Arrow's work I'm sure they are because they're probably the only company Except for maybe Vacoma. I'm sure most Aero supports by now are probably really jacked up. Um, but I always thought it'd be funny. Like, Morgan could have been kind of the first RMC. And they kind of were. Just for Aeros. Kind of what they did with Steel, you know, Steel Phantom. Oh, man. And if they did that for Vortex, it would probably be awesome. Yeah. But Morgan... There's not a Morgan coaster with any inversions, right? pretty sure that's not true i'm not really sure 
We'd have to RCDB it. No, I think they just did those hypers. And like a mine train or two, maybe? Yeah. And Steel Dragon? Maybe that's maybe they, they maybe they can't be trusted with inversions. <laughs> yeah, so King's Island was packed, but then also in that last hour, Beast. Still boring. Has trim breaks on the first drop and several other places throughout where it literally feels like if you were driving, you were hitting the brakes while accelerating. Yeah, and um, it's funny, too, because you go in that shed, and it's so long. And then there's just that one little, like, strip of trim break at the very end. Yeah, and we sat in the front row. The very front row. I was like, if we're here, let's just sit in the front, because it'll probably be the best. And the night ride is really, really good. Mm -hmm. But the layout of the ride is pretty boring. Lift hill right in the middle. The Helix jackhammers like crazy. You know, it's like, it's funny when the ride first opened and they had that, all those trim brakes, they probably had no idea how fast the ride was going to go. I almost wonder if that long strip of uh, trim brake was actually there in case they needed to build an emergency lift hill. Like it wasn't going to make it or something. And then they were like, oh wait, it actually gets too much speed. So let's just make these trim brakes. <laughs> or, just, or just like... Um, if without the trim brakes were there initially, it would have gone like 100 miles an hour or something. <laughs> would have been open for two seasons. Oh, man. Yeah, so it's still pretty boring. It's fine. Nothing substantially wrong with it, but it's incredibly overrated. Diamondback. I really enjoyed Diamondback. I rode the back row at night on the wings. I found I had airtime on every hill and the drop coming out of the brakes. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I wish... Um I wish I liked it more. I'm just not a fan of those trains. That's why I just never really liked Behemoth or that Shambhala coaster in Spain. Yeah, they're not great trains, but, like, you do get good airtime as long as you sit in the back or the front. Yeah, like the on uh, the Intimidator at Carowinds, I rode in the front and the back. And I do remember, I think the back was better. But um, it just feels like you're getting kind of like gypped on the airtime. Like you're experiencing such a short burst of it versus something sustained. And that's why going back, Goliath at Laurent is my favorite, just because it's all super sustained airtime. But uh, no, Diamondback, I suppose for the, I mean, yeah, Diamondback is. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Banshee. Again, rode this back row during the day, front row at night. And I enjoyed Banshee. It was fun, but it was not what I expected it would be like. It was really reminiscent of like a wing coaster in the way it took the inversions. Yeah, I kind of felt the same thing. Um, It just doesn't have those snappy transitions at all it just kind of glides from one element to another yeah and it's more like you get hang time in the top of the inversions rather than like getting force right really at the bottoms you know but night ride was kind of fun in the front row the the first drop's really great in the back row i do like that there's not like a break run in you know like a mid-course on there, but none of the inversions felt particularly forceful. Yeah, it feels just like the wing coasters and the dive coasters. And uh, it's kind of why I just really haven't been. I can't really think of the last BM 
besides the hyper coasters that really stick out at all. Yeah. I mean, it was enjoyable, but it wasn't what I was hoping for. So, Mystic Timbers. Wow. This ride is fucking awesome. Have you been on it? Yeah, I rode it uh, last year. Okay, so what'd you think? I really liked it. Um, Nothing to complain about. I only really got to ride it... I rode it like middle frontish row and then kind of near the back. So um, I remember it being good. The airtime was good. I guess it just wasn't. Uh, I don't have it. You know, it wasn't like amazing that I remember, but it was solid. I really love that one. I love that it was a GCI that had an out and back layout because it had a lot of airtime. I got one ride in the back during the day. And then one ride in the front at night. And then one ride in the front during the day the next day. Um, I thought it was great. Nice. Well, I get the... I'm excited to ride it again. The shed was really weird, but... Oh, yeah, the shed. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like, okay. But it doesn't... it, It really doesn't detract from the ride at all. It's just a little too much focus on the shed. Because the ride itself is fantastic. The funniest thing about... Remember when they were... Or uh, people were saying that it was going to be a vertical drop track? Or all the weird rumors that came about what it might be. And then it was nothing. I love it. Yeah, no, I mean... It was alright. But Mystic Timbers was great. So, uh, the next morning we went back to Kings Island. Got a ride on Mystic Timbers, front row. Uh, got a ride on Diamondback front row, and then rode Flight of Fear. And holy shit, how did they manage to fuck this thing up so badly? Why was it that bad? It was insanely rough. Don't they also, uh, do they stop in the mid-course too? Yeah. That's so stupid. Yeah, the entire thing is incredibly rough. And the queue takes forever because they group before the station by uh, fast lane and regular queue. Oh, okay. So it just takes forever. So, is what it is. After that, we bounced on Kings Island and booked it on over to Cedar Point. Took us about four hours, maybe a little less. Got there around 7.30, and they closed at 10. So, we had that app for them, too, and uh, Steel Vengeance was showing a 195-minute wait. Damn. Yep. That's over three hours. So we looked at our other options. Millennium Force was 120. And Maverick was 90. And um, Rihanna had never been on Maverick. But she really likes tunnels and launches. So I was like, oh, you're going to like this ride. Let's go on that one. It's a shorter wait. We can do that, then go to Steel Vengeance. So we waited about... Just under two hours for Maverick, but we did get the back row assigned, and it was a night ride, so that was dope. Maverick is still f- fucking awesome. Yeah, Maverick is still good. Um, it's only, that one's actually not even that old, which is kind of cool to think about. Yeah, no, I remember going there the year it opened and riding it, and it's it's really great. 
it's really a fantastic ride. I rank that one really highly. Probably one of my favorite steel coasters. Um, and then, yeah, we went over and got in line for Steel Vengeance. And due to the metal detector process, it took an astonishingly long amount of time for the queue being literally one switchback right near the very last Bunny Hills. Damn. It was like probably about two hours. I suppose I made the, I suppose I made the ride kind of fun. Sometimes it is fun to wait in a ridiculous queue for a ride you're super excited about. Yeah, I mean, it got annoying to a certain point because there was definitely like a trademark Ohio coaster weirdo in line behind us that was like trying to talk to us. Oh, God, that's the worst. Yeah. Especially when you already establish that you're both kind of coaster people and you start having that conversation. It's always like that two minutes of pause, silence, and then like a... So have you ever been to like... You know, then that conversation starts. Yeah, it's always a weird one. And then it's like, no, I don't want to... No, 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 no. So, yeah, and then in front of us, there was a dude who was making, like, weird noises really loudly. Ohio. Yep. So it was, like, almost an unbearable wait in line. And then we get up to the stairs, and I'm like, hey, can we wait for the back row? And they're like, are you okay with waiting another train? It's like, fuck yeah. So we get in line for the back row, get in. I'm, like, mad fucking excited. Because, of course, I've heard everybody talk about it. Get on, and I'm going to just have to say it. It's amazing. No, I'm losing my sighting. But no, it's good. It's a good ride. How, uh, so you're saying now, compared to Texas Giant, this is now your favorite RMC? Yes, absolutely. It was a great comparison to be able to ride New Texas Giant last week and ride Steel Vengeance this week. Um, Steel Vengeance has a lot more in between some of the bigger elements, especially for a couple of the hills on New Texas Giant not really having airtime. Right. Like a couple of the ones in the later portion of the ride don't really have airtime, whereas on Steel Vengeance, it's like every element is taken with like such speed, and there's like it's element after element. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's nonstop. If uh, I would say it's almost like you're actually out of your seat, literally half of the ride, and like it has too much airtime. Dude, I didn't want to admit it was great, but it's fantastic. <laughs> I can't like, what am I gonna say? Like, okay, the drop doesn't have as much of a pullover effect in the back as I would have expected, but like really given the ride on the whole, it's, it's really hard to like say it. You know what I mean? Cause it turns into like a basic coaster boy. I don't think it's my favorite coaster. No, it's not my favorite steel. It's not my favorite coaster. I think it's an amazing coaster, but it's, it's not like my favorite, but I still have to sort out, you know, where I would rate RMCs amongst everything. So after that, the park was already closed for an hour, and we drove directly back to Chicago. I mean, that sounds 
sounds cool. I'm basically doing the same thing. Um, the drives, it's it's actually kind of interesting how uh, how much like the Midwest and the East Coast, how close the other parks are. I think that's the one thing that sucks about living out west is that every park is basically like twelve hours apart, and they all are small. But and Steel Vengeance is now up there. Yeah, there's a couple RMCs now. I gotta get on that one at uh, Kentucky Kingdom. Oh yeah, that one's that one's surprisingly good. Because I've been on four this year, which is pretty awesome. That would uh, that's a good one to hit with Holiday World. We ended up doing that trip. Yeah, man, Voyage Raven, this couple at Kentucky Kingdom and Orion. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, we could also go ride the Kentucky Rumbler. Oh my god, I wonder how that is even doing nowadays. I'm sure it's terrible. Yeah, because when I wrote it, um, when did that open? Like 2006. Yep, 2006. Yeah. So I wrote it in 2008, and even then it was probably the roughest GCI I've ridden. That was only after two years. Yeah, I wrote it like right when it opened. They had a coaster event right after the first Hollywood Nights, and um, Jeff Pike was running the ride. So like that was kind of cool, but we wrote it. It was awesome. Yeah, I don't even shit. I don't even know where that would rank. It was, it was, it was there. I don't know, <laughs> somewhere. I remember at the event, they like advertised it like, "Oh, there's gonna be f- like headlights on the coaster," and of course it was like Millennium Flyers, and they didn't like custom order them because it's, um, whatever that park is, Beach Bend, and so they like literally taped like mini mag lights to the front of the train. That's cute. <laughs> yeah it was really funny so that was actually advertised as a thing on the flyer like all that for the event and there was also like a t-shirt that of course a 17 year old zach bought that said that on there like for the event wow ride a coaster with headlamp headlights yeah it doesn't even seem like a marketable thing no, it was like the eighth thing down on the list. It was like ten things about Kentucky Rumbler. But yeah, we could try to make that happen. Um yeah, it was a it was a crazy trip, but it was great and it was a lot of fun. I wish I could have seen more of Kings Island's haunt, but I didn't really have a chance to. There was like not there was a lot of fog, which was pretty cool. Yeah, Cedar Fair Parks are pretty good about the fog and six flags parks are just really bad at it yeah well great america has been better because i was there this year for fright fest it was pretty good with the fog i remember our buddy i remember once we were actually talking about like the best years for fog and i think we came up with like 2009 was the best year at great america for fog and i would have to agree that was like it was just like a good year of the season they were they opened early Remember that? Yeah, it was open in, like, April. Yeah, I remember 2009. That was a fun time. Yeah, you could go to the park every weekend in April and ride everything in 45 minutes. I wonder if it's still like that. They keep trimming those hours down. Yeah, I'm going to be going to Great America um, next weekend. Nice. So that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So, of course, I'll have another trip report coming up. Hopefully get on Max Force. So... 
course, with riding Vortex, we had to pick a, a, a main topic here. And I think we got a good one. Did Arrow ever not suck? Arrow's always been just like the king of roller coasters. They just, they're like the Cadillacs of roller coasters. Arrow has never sucked. Ron Tumor's been amazing. All right. Thanks for the delusion. Let's talk reasonably here. Tim Cook to Apple was like Alan Chilkey to Arrow. I don't know what that means. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't at all. It wasn't Alan Chilkey's fault that Six Flags couldn't operate the ride properly. That is true. That's a really good debate. I mean, I don't know. I think, well, like, obviously, I think for me personally, arrows are fun because they're not great. Um,. They're just such a, like, it's like such a, an American, like, engineered thing. The steel, tubular steel roller coaster. That, ver- like, aero track. It's so, it's, it's Americana. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it was invented here, but it was perfected elsewhere. Yeah, and, like, um, it's just kind of cool to, like, think that of all the Arrow rides, and I think Arrow was even, like, owned by Chance. Or no. Chance Toboggan, or whatever, was, like, part of Arrow. Shit, I don't know. I don't. I forgot all my history. I thought SNS bought Arrow. No, no, SNS bought Arrow, but, like, early, early days. Like, before Matterhorn. Um, like, Arrow did just boat rides. Like, uh, Small World and stuff like that. Well, did you ever watch that documentary that Ace produced about Arrow? No, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. That's actually, yeah, that's that's cool. So check that out. But I mean, thinking about Arrow rides, so I've been on several recently. I went on three mine trains, a mini mine train, a mega looper, of which I have been on, I believe, all four in the United States that existed. I mean, there was only four of them anyway, right? Um, yes. Shockwave, Scream Machine, Viper, Vortex. Yeah, because Anaconda wasn't a... No, that wasn't a Mega Looper. No, but that did have that cool underwater tunnel. It's like a forgotten arrow. It's like a pretty big arrow. It's like, uh... It's pretty unique as well. Yeah. Shit, that's probably gonna go... Put that on a what the watch list. All right, so that's it. We're officially doing a coaster death pool. We'll figure out the details very soon. I think that's like a really good idea because it's going to start happening. Like in the next, I think in the next five years, every year there's going to be something, something dying. I mean, if if you grew up with Arrow, like if you were at the park when Arrow built a new ride, you're old. And your shit's going to die in your lifetime. Just how it is. We're declaring it right now. All submissions are open until December 31st, 2019. Your favorite coaster's dead. You can send us your picks. Everything you think is going to be dead in 2020. All the coasters you think will die. Yeah, I think the 
all the standards in the industry are going to change so much that yeah i agree the industry is changing things are going so send us your picks for 2020 ben you and i gotta write our lists and that'll be an episode we do after new year whoever gets the most points will win some sort of prize that we'll figure out of course we might get a bunch of lists that are just like a hundred rides just like throwing shit to see what sticks well i mean you gotta probably just to do it like the first five on the list there you go that's the stipulation five coasters if you give more than five the rest won't be counted yep as it sent us a list five coasters i mean i almost think that there should also be a secondary list for like which arrow is gonna kill somebody next because uh if they're starting to decommission arrow rides because they're getting old, that just means that... Actually, maybe not. Maybe if they've been around this long, maybe they'll hold up. Yeah, well... I could see an accident on, like, Magnum, though, honestly. Well, send us specific guesses as well. Not necessarily just arrow, but any specific guesses. If you've got something like that, or, like, this ride will do something this way, send those too. But for the coaster death pool, five coasters. Send your five coasters with your name. Send them by the end of this year. Which ones do you think will be dead next year? Anyway, getting back to Arrow. I like Matterhorn. Yeah, that's a good the, Like, some of the rides are fun. I like Magnum. I liked Desperado when I rode it. But none of them are like... They're all, like, upper-middle tier if you, like, were to look at, like, a bigger... At least, like, in, in my experience and what I prefer, they're, like, upper-middle upper tier. Wait, so you don't have any arrows in your top ten? No. Really? Like, maybe those three I'll place in the top 50, you know? I had... Shit, I had, like, four at one point. There was a time where um, Dragon Mountain was, like... My number five at Marineland or Marine World. Because the first time I rode it, I was so blo- I was just kind of like shocked by how long it was. And it was almost like a, like a steel version of the Beast. And um, I thought, it, I think that ride is great. It's really fun. It's just like a fun long ride. That's the best way I've ever heard that ride described the steel version of the Beast. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's not. And the funny thing is, like, because it's arrow and you have that arrow shuffle to it, I don't find the straight sections of the helixes that boring just because you're on an arrow. You're kind of in that shopping cart with a loose wheel thing. So, I I don't know. It's got that long-ass tunnel, a couple tunnels, good stuff. Yeah, I enjoyed that ride, but still, I don't think it even cracked my top 20. It's probably pretty reasonable, though. It's not... I just I just liked it. I just wasn't expecting it, so I'm sure I had that bias to it as well. But Yeah, I mean with arrow coasters, it's not like the loops aren't forceful. The loops are good. Cause I also rode um one of the shuttle loops recently. The loops are good and forceful. But the other elements suck. If they've got banking or it bends in some sort of way, it's gonna suck and be rough and the transitions are going to be really awkward 
Because they did all these weird looping things, you know? Yeah. And I think I think the hardest thing about, which I don't think many people would, like, really think about, but um, the entrance of a corkscrew is really difficult from a... Like, just as a shape. There's no smooth way to go into a corkscrew unless you have a turn. Like, you know, like, think about, like, no limits. You'd have to have kind of a wind-up to hit that perfect, you know, that perfect angle. And the arrow just couldn't do it. They had no way of bending steel that way. And I'm sure eventually B&M was like, oh, what about this way? And then it worked. <laughs> oh, dumb Americans. Should have done it this way. I don't even know what the, their accent is like. but Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. is They innovated, but... It was perfected other places because, I mean, I know you enjoy aero coasters, but I don't think, and it's not like I don't enjoy old coasters. I'd say Shockwave at Over Texas was probably one of my favorite steel coasters. Yeah. Oh, you you mean as like an old, older coaster, like? Um... Yeah, in comparison, like an older coaster with loops and stuff. Yeah. But that's what Schwarzkopf got right that Arrow didn't is he didn't try to go get into other elements. He stuck to those loops. Right. Yeah, well the funny thing is that all Arrow loops are the same size. I know that was like always kind of the like the joke, but I think it's actually true. So the loops are all the same size, but the lead up into them it changes in height based on, you know, the ride and stuff. Almost like they were literally designing an RCT. Yeah, pretty much. That's where uh, Chris Sawyer got the idea from. He consulted with Arrow, and Arrow's like, yeah, we we have all these co-hanger pieces, and you just put them on foam pegs, and then we kind of, on our lunch break, we kind of play around with them on the, on, the, on the break table, and Mary brings in subs, and sometimes the sub pieces get stuck in between the pieces. And then we joke, like, that's a new element. Ah, oh, Mary, you fat ass, you ate the sandwich. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like just a typical Dare to Arrow dynamics. Ron Seymour got the idea for Steel Phantom when he was taking a shit. He has little miniature pieces in the bathroom. It's like a nano coaster. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. He's like playing with it. If we put this this way, oh my god. A loop and then a batwing, or whatever he called it. Oh, I don't know, a boomerang? Yeah, wing, or yeah, maybe it's a boomerang. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, literally, like, what if we put half a corkscrew into a half a loop, then half a loop into half a corkscrew? Yeah, but I mean, I guess props to him. I mean, he was literally the only person doing it for a, a minute in time. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, so... It's actually considered a Batwing on RCDB. Okay. Interesting. So I guess Arrow never really sucked, but they didn't really have age in mind with their coasters. So they've all aged poorly, I think. Yeah, and the innovation strategy was a little little off. Usually, you know, when you try to advance your product, you got to... He, they should have probably started track design sooner and figured out a way to change the manufacturing process. 
probably would have been the smartest thing. They could have been still around. It was kind of like they figured out a way to build a steel coaster and then just kept doing that for, what, 15 years? Just say they never changed things up in that time. Yeah, man. So, Arrow, they're all going to die eventually because they weren't built for longevity. I mean, what do you think the last ever Arrow standing is going to be? Matterhorn at Disneyland? I can see that. However, I don't think that steel... I bet it's already gone through a lot of track replacements by now. Or, like, little pieces here and there. But I would agree with that. That's probably going to be one of the last ones. I guess any of the indoor ones might be okay. Yeah, or maybe a mine train or something, but... All right, Ben, time to pay tribute to a dead ride. What do you got for us this week? So, um, I was thinking Big Bad Wolf from Busch Gardens, Williamsburg. Uh, what, I forgot what year the ride closed. It was like 2014, 2015. I should have probably pulled this up on my uh, Big Bad Wolf. All right, so Big Bad Wolf was open until, oh, wow, 2009. That was way off. Wow, 10 years ago. Unfortunately, um... I was not able to ride it before it shut down. I did ride it when I was younger, and I honestly don't remember it at all. I don't really remember a whole lot about it because I rode it a couple times back in 05. I knew it had the... It was, it, I mean, it was definitely a pretty cool ride. The first half was like where most of the action happened, and then that uh, the last drop over the water was pretty famous. What kind of sucks, though, is that when they built uh, Verbolten... While they kept that drop over the water, it definitely didn't seem as impressive as it did on the uh, on a suspended coaster, but at least they kept it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, they they could have just trashed the entire thing. It looks like this the last part of our Bolton is pretty much the same as Big Bad Wolf's layout. Yeah, looking at the photos, it actually looks like they kept a lot of the footers. It's just, I don't know. I guess it's, like, kind of cool. They tried. Yeah, I think they paid homage to it in the best way they could. Lasted longer than uh, the bat, so... Had a pretty good run. 25 years. That's pretty good. I think... I think... I, I'm, I'm As far as Arrow suspended coasters go, I think that Iron Dragon will probably be the last one standing. Probably, because it has, like, no force and nothing. Magic Mountain, like Ninja, like Ninja's really good, but it would be so easy for Magic Mountain to take out that whole ride and the log flume and then... Oh, no, they may have already taken that log flume out. Yeah, they could get rid of that ride and then just, like, retheme that whole area. Yeah, I mean, that's like half of the park's land area. It's just that one ride. They can build another Mobius-launched dueling coaster really cement their place as being the Mobius launch dueling coaster capital of the world. Yeah, why don't they do that? Nobody would ever touch three. I don't think anyone will ever touch two, but nobody will ever touch three. That's for sure. Speaking of West Coast Racer, it just looks like a weird ride. It's like, it's literally the child of Full Throttle and Twisted Colossus. Yeah, I mean, looks interesting. Has some interesting looking elements on it. Some very like RMC inspired stuff. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, 
when I was really uninspired playing No Limits as a kid. It's kind of what that ride layout reminds me of. Yeah, well, maybe it'll be open someday. 2022. Could be. Taking all bets. Uh, Hey, Ben, I heard that we got mentioned on Ride This One. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So uh, thanks for the shout out. Thanks to, yeah, thank you, Ride This One. And again, thank you, Coaster Radio. Absolutely. Those, uh, the new segments have been fun for us to do. And um, I think it also just makes this more fun when we can interact with other podcasts and just kind of, you know, talk and play around with other people. Makes it more interesting. So I'm looking forward to that. I agree. I agree. Um, maybe some crossovers soon. Who knows? I just really want some, like, hardcore debates. Well, we're still waiting on Drew the Intern. Maybe we'll have him on uh, on here soon. If you'd like to hear Drew the Intern debate us on this show, send him a tweet. Let him know. Yeah, I mean, like, I think it would, I think it would also be a lot of fun, too, because, like, we, uh, we're just starting off, and this is, you know respectfully the worst uh podcast probably for coasters and that's it's a good uh it's a badge of honor excuse me ben we are proudly the worst coaster podcast it is in our intro that's true that's true that's our thing that's our idea but no we we are we are proudly the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet and we enjoy having friends to the show such as coaster radio and ride this one. Perhaps we'll make some friends of the show soon. We'll see what's happening. Do you have any uh, good ideas for who could be a guest on this show? Let us know. Send an email to your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com. Um, I have a couple ideas. I think you and I have been talking about a couple people, so maybe we'll try and get a guest on here soon. So, with all that said, um, please subscribe if you can on whatever app you're using. And rate us, leave a review. We really appreciate it. Uh, email us again, your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, so give us a follow at coaster your or search for your favorite coaster sucks. We're on Instagram, and guess what our name is there? Your favorite coaster sucks. We are on Facebook, it's spelled funky. You are favorite coaster sux um and in case you are feeling generous we do have a patreon it's called that's right your favorite coaster sucks so uh real quick want to remind you again coaster death pool five coasters you think will be uh demolished or um closed in 2020 and we'll figure out a cool prize for the winner So that is all. Thank you so much for listening. And come back next week as we tell you again why your your favorite favorite coaster coaster sucks. sucks.